On today's Court Vision, I welcome on a very special guest, owner of the Dallas Heat, Mason Brawley. Him and I talk about his career and how he got started owning the Dallas Heat. Great interview with Mason. Here's Mason. On today's Court Vision, I welcome on Mason Brawley. He's the owner of the Dallas Seat. Mason, how are you? Hey, doing great, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it, it was an extraordinary one, as you know. Uh, being in Dallas, you know, the weather doesn't really let you get settled in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice. So we, we have to stay inside if it's, uh, you know, around here in, Rhode Island, in New England. We always get the cold area, <laughs> cold weather. <laughs> Um, but Mason, um, you know, before we get into how, you know, how the Dallas Heat are doing and how you got started owning Dallas Heat, I want to get started about your career and, you know, like, you know, at what age did you know that basketball was your sport? Uh, I, I would say at an early age, um, grew up in a, in a different environment. I actually was born in Texas and, uh, moved to Philadelphia uh, in kindergarten and uh, kind of got started in the local PAL leagues, uh, which was about, I would say, nine. And, uh, you know, after that, you know, it, it kind of just took off from there, you know, just local people, you know, telling my parents, like, hey, you know, your kid can actually play a little bit of basketball. And uh, it actually helped us move from, you know, a bad environment to uh, a better environment, if you would say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's really nice. And, you know, like at – you know, when did you start to really know that, like, you were really good at the sport and started to separate yourself from the competition? Um, I would say my seventh grade year, um, I was actually receiving um, different calls. Well, not necessarily myself. Uh, my mom was uh, from different high schools in the area. And, uh, you know, in, in Philadelphia, um, the rules are a little bit different. So uh, it's not like down here in Texas where you can't really relocate for sports. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had a big, uh, I wouldn't say a bidding work, but uh, it was a, a different experience, you know, where you have different teams or in prep schools, which is like where you see majority of your, your NBA guys and top D1 guys go to. And uh, that, that's kind of when we, you know, piece two and two together, like, hey, you know, you might want to, you know, take it a little bit more serious. Oh, wow. That's, that's crazy. And, you know, and when you were playing in high school, what was your recruiting process like, like how many colleges had reached out to you? Yeah. So for me, it was a little different. Um, you know, as you, you meet people and, you know, they tell you life happens and, uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I was, uh, only freshman, uh, on my uh, team, uh, varsity in Pennsylvania, um, at a uh, Perkiom Valley high school is where I ended up going to school at. Um, had a little run-ins with the coach, uh, wasn't really, you know, a good fit. Uh, my, after my freshman year, um, I toughed it out, played my sophomore year, and then transferred to Bay City, Texas, uh, which the high school there was uh, Bay City High School, which is where my mom uh, actually graduated from, you know, to stay with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually had, before I moved to Texas, I had Alcorn State, Virginia Tech, and, you know, a couple other, you know, D2 schools. Uh, those were pretty much the big D1 schools uh, that I had. And um, kind of got lost uh, when I moved to Texas. Uh, I think Alcorn State was really the only one that kind of, you know, stayed in contact. 
And then uh, that kind of got lost, uh, you know, with the high school coach that I had at the time. Oh, wow. That's, 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 that stinks. Unfortunately, that, that ends up getting lost and, uh, you know, with the move and everything that, that that's tough, especially with the high school coach. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So like what was, and what college did you end up playing at? Um, so uh, another uh, funny story is I ended up at uh, Navarro uh, Junior College, um, and they took the junior out of it. It's just Navarro College now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically the uh, the powerhouse for basketball and football, or at least it was when I was in school back in 2012. Um, you know, pretty much all those uh, they didn't have the grades, or I would call it, you know, for lack of better words, like a halfway house for you know the top tier athletes. Um, I had a scholarship to go to LCU, which is Lubbock Christian, um, out there uh, near uh, Texas Tech. But yeah. uh, that didn't work out uh, due to, you know, some financial reasons as they were moving up to Division II. Um, and they were NAIA at the time. Um, I actually drove 12 hours uh, the night, uh, the same day. Uh, got there at like 8 in the morning, had a tryout at 9, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, made it. Um, actually beat out a guy from Dallas. Can't think of his name for my life, but uh, that's how that went. And uh, didn't really, you know, work out, like I said, because of the, the scholarship situation. And then uh, walked on um, to uh, Navarro uh, College, uh, met with Eric Tolbert, uh, uh, Colbert, excuse me, uh, great coach. Um, he was one of the assistants there. Uh, we had a uh, coach, uh, Estelle, which was, uh, I mean, one of the the best coaches at the time he actually uh left and went to Houston and that's uh kind of where my career ended in college when he left out of there oh wow that's crazy and what um so what was your decision like did you end up going playing pro afterwards yeah so uh it I kind of fell into a uh love-hate relationship you know with the game Mm -hmm. uh had a, a rough stint in college um, you know, when I went to Navarro, just because of, you know, how many people we had and uh, how, how that kind of went down. And uh, I, you know, focused on the family life uh, and uh, went back to Houston and uh, just focused on school and ended up uh, finding out about the ABA. Uh, didn't know anything about it, you know, semi-professional basketball uh, or pro basketball, depending on who you ask. Yeah. And uh, I, I tried out for a team called the South Houston Assault. And uh, they flew in guys from New York, California, I mean, all over the U.S. And uh, I actually uh, performed really well. Um, It was owned by Corey Tellis, um, Mm -hmm. who was a a star point guard for uh, the Houston, um, University of Houston. And um, I I did really well. They had the Rockets there. And uh, I actually uh, had got an invite uh, to go to the, the training camp. Whoa, that's really cool. So that says something about you as a player overall, that you, you were a really good player and, you know, unfortunately just said some, some unfortunate events to, that didn't work out for you. Yeah, most definitely. That, that seems to be the story uh, of my <laughs> career. Yeah, which, I mean, it all, it all leads to a good thing in the end. Um, so what was, your, what was the training camp with the Rockets? Yeah, so uh, – you know, like, like I said, you know, the the whole picture with me is, you know, every time something good happens, an unfortunate event occurs. And, and just so happens, you know, to be the, 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 the biggest point of, you know, my career, you know, that I looked up on. 
um, ended up uh, the agency that was, uh, you know, with, with the, the team, uh, w- which was uh, Baseline Sports, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, they sent someone else in, instead of me. And uh, it kind of came back on me as, you know, I skipped out on it. And, you know, I'm just like, well, what, who in their right mind would skip out on, you know, an NBA opportunity? Yeah. And uh, so that, that kind of derailed that in a, in a nutshell. And, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so what was the decision to, you know, like, did you end up still playing pro ball after that? Um, or, like, did you find another team? Or is that when you decided to start the, the Heat? Yeah, that's uh... – I mean, after that, I, I gave up basketball. I'm not gonna lie for um, about a year. That's frustrating. A year and a half. Yeah. Um, and just focus on education. You know, everybody always says, you know, that that's something that you can have for a lifetime. Nobody can take away from you. So, um, I focused on that family life. And then, uh, oddly enough, um, two years later, um, that agent contacted me when he said I moved to Dallas. And, and encouraged me to start my own team. And, you know, I was a little bit skeptical just because of, you know, our history. Yeah. And uh, it turned out to, you know, actually be a, a blessing in disguise. Wow, that's 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 awesome. And so how did you, like, what – so his he pitched the idea to you. How did you get started? How did you get – how did you run with it? Yeah, so he um, – I was working um, for the state uh, at the uh, Health and Human Resources um he actually reached out to me via facebook um gave me a few ideas um and i basically told him i look um i don't know how much money it's going to cost like you automatically assume like hundreds of thousands of dollars um and he was just you know kind of like no you know you could do this um giving me different ideas whole local tryouts things like that and i just came to the assumption i was just like hey uh, well, conclusion here. I was like, if I if I do this, I was like, I don't want you to have really anything to do with it, um, just because out of respect of, of our past relationship. And I was like, but if I uh, do it, uh, I may, you know, send guys to you, um, and you know, maybe, you know, who knows? You know, people, you know, grow out of things. Yeah. So we uh, eventually uh, get things started um, in August of 2016, and uh, held my first tryout only three people showed up um, and it, it was a, a, a bit discouraging, but at the same time, it was uh, still a light bulb on in my head. Like, Hey, you know, I put this out. I don't really know anybody. Um, and it's still, you know, I still had three people that were from different parts of, you know, the U S that actually came out to our, uh, our tryouts. Wow. And so I hosted a second one. And at that second one, I had about roughly about 20 to 25 people show. That's good. And uh, it, it kind of, you know, like I said, just kept the ball rolling. And uh, we just kept pushing forward from there. That's crazy. And, like, how, you know, being an owner of a team, like, w- first of all, what is it like being an owner of a team? Like, what's it? What's the difference from going to be a player to now being an owner? Um, you under uh, – I don't want to say you understand the politics side, but you get um, exposed to it. So it's not really, you know, what most people think. Even I would say, and I myself haven't, you know, owned or spent millions and billions of dollars being an NBA, you know, owner. Yeah. But uh, just even on, on my level, um, it's just so much politics involved, uh, long nights. Um, and, and, I mean, a lot of money goes into it, you know, to the organizations that you see that actually have a lot of success. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can, I can imagine. And like, you know, so what do you do for like marketing and like, you know, drawing up contracts and reaching out to other, like, you know, other places to to showcase the team and like, how does, how does that all, how does that all fall into place? Yeah. So, um, I just, uh, my first love is, you know, it and, um, I just kind of just got better at it as time went on. Uh, as I said, like, I mean, if you go to our Instagram at the Dallas heat or our Facebook, same uh, tag at the Dallas heat, um, you'll, you'll see the growth as, you know, time goes on. We started out with, you know, one or two likes and as we kept growing and growing and growing, now we're over a thousand followers on Instagram, uh, which is pretty huge. And then uh, on Facebook, we have almost 2000. Uh, which is a lot more than majority of the leagues and teams that, you know, are in our industry. Um, but it, it's pretty much, you know, word of mouth is the biggest um, selling tool in any business. I don't care what it is. Um, no matter how good you get with the algorithms and stuff like that, if somebody human uh, goes to another human and tells them like, hey, regardless if it's like he had a bad experience or a good experience, it's going to draw attention to your brand and, and we get a lot of slack, you know, we get more bad pub than we do good pub. And it's just basically, you know, how we run our organization. So a lot of people don't really like this sport, but uh, in, a, in a nutshell, uh, it, it helps us out more than it does hurt us. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. It helps you out more than it does hurt you. And then, um, and that's pretty amazing that you guys are, uh, you know, reached a, a thousand Instagram followers and it's, uh, you know, and it's growing, it's quickly growing and actually just, I just followed you guys on Instagram as we speak right now. Um, it that's that's really cool. And like, I how did you guys get teamed up with the G League, the Legends? Uh, uh just a a testament of you never know who's watching. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've heard that, and you know, plenty of the listeners have heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the funny thing is, is that like I said, you know, I do our everything. You see, Dallas Heat is all me. Um, whether it be marketing, uh, going to the different charity events, the games, uh, you name it. Uh, it's me that's behind it. Do you sleep um, at home? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, on lunch breaks, you know, you know, get a little 15-minute, 30-minute cat nap. It sounds like you're a busy man. It sounds like I don't know. I have time to <laughs> Yeah, I got to I got to find ways somehow, but I don't really like sleeping. I feel like, you know, somebody out there, will, you know, pass me up and that's probably why I'm always sick. Take that vitamin C, baby. Take that vitamin C. Yeah, I definitely need to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we um, uh, had I put out a, a promotional video, uh, which was my first time actually doing it. And uh, it was actually it actually impressed myself. And, and you know, that's kind of hard to do. Because uh, you're your own worst critic. Yeah. And uh, I actually had uh, the head coach at the time, Coach Bob McCannon, uh, reach out to us uh, via Instagram, which was funny. And he asked, and he was like, hey, you know, what do you guys do? Uh, and I was like, hey, you know, we're in your backyard. We, we, uh, we're we a minor league basketball team. And he was like, really? And he was like, are, are you guys in Dallas? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, Dallas Heat. And he was like, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I understand. And he's like, so I tell you what, he's like, do you think you have players that can actually play? And, you know, nobody's going to say no. So yeah. me being who I am, I'm like, yeah, you know, we have, you know, the next great player. And so I'm sitting here frantically speaking. Um, 
you know, thinking in my head, like, man, I, I really got to make sure the guys, you know, perform. But me also being a competitor, I didn't tell the guys, you know, that they were going to be sending a scout over. Um, so Coach G, uh, can't say his last name for the life of me, Gadonopolis. <laughs> Uh, it, it's Greek, I believe. Uh, sounds it sounds difficult Coach, to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We we call him Coach G. You know, <laughs> it's just easy. And, uh, he came there. Uh, uh, we met him. Uh, well, myself um, met him. Uh, had a great conversation. We uh, I put them through drills. Um, and during the five on five uh, portion of it, I went and sat down with him and officiated from the bench and just kind of you know just re- you know went through it. And, you know, nitpick on players and what we liked, what we didn't like. And uh, we had a guy uh, by the name Cameron Barnes who just started with us, who actually has a really interesting story. Uh, The kid didn't play high school basketball and uh, actually uh, started off playing college uh, for a uh, a Division III school. Uh, So that that was pretty uh, amazing when I heard that. Uh, But he uh we put him through a shuttle drill and uh Cameron uh slipped and he got pretty upset and he uh you know told the other guy wait you know I I uh he said I'm not gonna you know end on this note and you know I blew the whistle and told the guy like all right yeah let's see what he has and it kind of caught coach G's attention because most guys would have just you know gave up on it or um, they wouldn't show that kind of emotion, kind of seeing that, you know, he was very uh, motivated and driven at the time. Yeah. And it was maybe his second week with us. So he went through and he actually had one of the best times in the shuttle drill. Um, and it, it sparked Coach G's uh, attention. And uh, when he brought it back to them, uh, that prompt, impromptu a meeting with a DJ, uh, which is Donnie Nelson Jr. Uh, his dad uh, is actually Donnie Nelson. Um so uh, I didn't find that out till later, but uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Nutshell, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing led to another, and uh, he reached out to me via LinkedIn. Uh, we set up a meeting and uh, just kind of, you know, went through a few different ideas. I kind of explained to him my vision for the team and minor league basketball as a whole, and uh, you know, he was in love with it. Um, loved the way I ran the team. And, uh, you know, just me as a person. And then, you know, after that, the rest was uh, pretty much all she wrote. That's that's crazy. That's awesome. That's a really amazing story. So all that bad luck that you've had playing turned around and, you know, worked out for you in the long run now as an owner. Most definitely. And that's that's awesome. And that's 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 great for you. I'm, I'm happy for you. And I'm happy that it all worked out for you. If you don't mind me asking, what was – you know, what'd you say, what your vision was for the team and like, you know, for minor league basketball? Yeah. Uh, for the team, uh, pretty much uh, changed the landscape, you know, minor league basketball, nobody knows about it. Uh, and we're in 2020 uh, almost here uh, in a month, <laughs> less than a month. And uh, you could go and ask, you know, somebody random off the street about the NBA, they know about it. But if you say something about minor league basketball, they're going to be like, what? And uh, and that's a big issue just because minor league sports is actually uh, – well, basketball, I would say, is actually the biggest market. Um, there's 10 to 1 more minor league basketball players than there are actual paid NBA players or professional players, we could say. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, that's definitely what we wanted to change the stigma for. And I think we're the poster child for it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I wanted that team, well, our team to not only be able to compete at a high level, but also show the NBA and the NBA G League that there is a viable product in us and to, you know, invest in us and hopefully, you know, create our own league that actually uh, counts as a filtration system, basically like a double or triple A uh, to what they currently have, you know, just like baseball. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing idea. And I think that, I think that's, that's awesome to have that image and that, that like clarity of like, you know, a, you want to get it out there more. And I think it does deserve to get out there more because I actually didn't start learning about more of the minor league basketball leagues until I started this podcast and started talking to guys. And I didn't realize how many there were until just recently. And I think it would be great to catch those games on TV and like, you know, have those guys or just streaming. Period. That's definitely the whole just around everything. And, and uh, just like you said, you know, you didn't realize it. And I mean, most of these guys are, and, and, and to that point, I, I really love the G League just because it's more of a, a, a personable feel to it. Not that a knock on the actual, you know, the big leagues. Yeah. Uh, but you get to actually know a person and you get to meet them hand, hand in hand, face to face. And I feel like, you know, us, at the, you know, basically what you would consider the AAA, uh, would actually uh, be able to bridge together all three and uh, and I, I think it would actually benefit them more than harm them, and actually make it more accessible, you know, throughout the world. But you know, that, that's a you know a, a timing thing. We, it would be something to see. Yeah. So we want to, you know, uh, like uh, we want to make sure that the um, the stigma behind it is changed um, to where you know guys are able to say, you know, out of college, like, hey, I'm going to go play for you know the Dallas Heat and people know who the Dallas Heat are or, you know, whoever else that we, you know, whatever other market we put in place, and then know that they have a, a fighting chance to play for the G League and then move on from the G League to the NBA and not have to go and play in, you know, different countries to uh, provide for their families and not only provide for their families, but to pursue their dream in basketball. Because, I mean, that's really what – uh, 99% of, you know, the players that are, you know, playing the game still, it's just all about the love of the game. Yeah, definitely. That's very true. And that's, I mean, hearing this um, from, from my point of view, I'm like, I'm actually excited because I think it's a great idea. And I hope to see this grow and expand more um, all over because I think what you have right now and with the, the legends is you guys are on something and something big that's going to happen, I feel like, in the next five or six years if it keeps continuing to growing. Yeah, most definitely. It's just all about us, uh, you know, keeping the envelope, um, you know, push, you know, pushing the envelope, uh, making the sacrifices, and, uh, yeah, just, just being a, a brand ambassador. And, and um, how do you, like – do they send – now, do the legends, if someone's injured, like, you know, just like baseball or anything like that, if someone's injured, do they send them down to you guys to play for a couple of games to get them back and then have them come back up to the legends? Uh, well, due to, you know, the NBA contract and, uh, you know, stuff like that, they're not able to. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but uh, during, like, uh, the summertime, things like that, um, they actually send a few guys to work out with us and uh, – we actually, you know, recommended a few and uh, some we actually, you know, 
didn't recommend, but we told them, you know, they had a few things to work on and actually got jobs elsewhere. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a guy um, that played with us when we played against the Beijing Ducks of the CBA um, at the Legends uh, practice facility, and he actually got picked up. His name is Jordan Tolbert. Um, he got picked up by the Legends. So it was a, a, a very humbling experience for myself. Um, but at the same time, it was a, a, a big hurdle that we actually crossed. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's huge. That's awesome. And um, what's it like, you know, how do you get guys onto your team? Like, do you just hold tryouts or do you do recruiting or is it um, you work with close with an agency? Uh, all three. All three. Uh, we do. We host the tryouts. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, word of mouth is, is pretty big. Yeah. Um, we do uh, pro camps. Uh, that we have with Augustina Villa, uh, CHH Agency, and uh, we have a couple other different partners that uh, we'll probably be adding on this year. Nice. Yeah, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say yeah, but uh, but throughout all those, uh, you know, we have that the marketing, um, and then uh, the word of mouth, and then also, um, from the uh, what I guess you could call it uh the agents um, from different leagues or different teams, actually, you know, if they have a player that's commuting from, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say New Mexico, and they're actually closer to us, they'll reach out, you know, and kind of vouch for them. And if we have a good relationship, then we kind of um, look out for them in the essence. That's cool. That's really cool. So it's nice to have all those connections and the marketing and like, you know, like you said, the agency. So, definitely sounds like everything works out well yeah for the most part <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um i got a, a few more questions here and then we'll wrap it up um how now how's the competition in the, the universal basketball association uh it's very tough um i don't uh want to sound biased but we've played in pretty much every league um and it's competition is bar none the, the best um we have uh, Jermaine Barnes, who's the owner of the league. He's actually out in uh, Germany, I believe, right now. He plays and coaches there. Uh, he uh, played in the NBA for a brief little stint in the training camp until he had his injury. And uh, there's a whole bunch of ex-NBA players that play. Keith Claus, who's an NBA legend, um, and, and, and several others uh, that actually play in the league. So that's just a testament to how um, stiff or, uh, you know, tough the competition is. And, uh, you know, every night is, is a dogfight. There's not really one team that's just, you know, hand over fist better than everybody else. Um, but Texas, uh, as a market as a whole, we usually have uh, the best teams just because uh, you have a mixture of, uh, you know, athleticism uh, with uh, the, the the fast style of play is just kind of unmatched. Is that is that now is that generally the play in Texas in itself, like basketball down there? Yeah, yeah. And I mean me being from the East Coast, it's it's more so like a one on one type of style, flashy play. Um, but it's very high tempo. But you know, down here, um everybody one through five is an athlete. Um they could play fast, they could play a little bit slower. Um, but it's really the athleticism that ends up wearing you down uh, at the end of the day. That's that's crazy. I never I never knew that. I mean, I I play in Little Rhode Island, so 
I think <laughs> if you're good, you kind of stand out here, but you know, that's we have small numbers here. So <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. But that, that's that's really cool. And that and that league's huge. The uh the the associate the UBA. There's a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of teams in there. I, I looked at it before our interview and I started. I was like, there's a ton of teams. Oh yeah, definitely. We just added a, a Vegas market. Um there's about, if I'm not mistaken, about forty five out of 50 teams in it this year so uh yeah they're definitely growing each year and uh just can't you know say enough how good of a job uh Jermaine Barnes has done and uh his supporting staff uh Mike Davis uh as the chairman of the league uh, I mean it's, it's just unbelievable that that's crazy yeah that that's awesome though that's so good for guys out there that want to play and get involved in the game that's amazing um and like how do you do you schedule it or do they like schedule it for you uh we have division leaders uh in each uh on each coast um and we all work together to you know schedule everything out make sure everybody's able to you know uh if their team makes it is able to go to the you know playoffs uh where we have it located at and also all-star games and different things of that nature that's that's really cool and is there a place I can watch the games? Because your first game is February 2nd at 5 p.m. Yep. So um, that game, uh, we're not sure uh, if we will live stream it or not. But if we do, uh, you'll be able to find it on our Facebook page at the Dallas Heat. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much what most of our games will be at. Or our YouTube channel, uh, you just search uh, the Dallas Heat. And uh, we'll pop up on there as well. Sweet, sweet. I'll definitely be watching some games and root for you guys. I'm going to have to buy some Dallas Heat gear and start representing out here in Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We definitely appreciate that. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, all right, I got two more questions for you. We'll wrap it up. Uh, then we'll wrap it up. LinkedIn, on your LinkedIn profile picture, your picture is with Mark Cuban. What's it like meeting Mark Cuban? Um, it, it's uh, like meeting your everyday person. I mean, uh, I met him at one of our functions with the legends and, uh, I got to speak with him for, you know, a brief, you know, two to three minutes, a uh, very busy guy. He actually stopped and took that picture with me, uh, right after that, uh, before he had to go to his daughter's, uh, soccer game. Wow. And, uh, so that was pretty, you know, touching to me, you know, for him to, you know, take that time out of his day cause he didn't have to, uh, but he's a very humbling guy. Uh, and just for him to know, you know, that we're with this organization, you know, even though, even though I'm at the, you know, the bottom of the bottom, <laughs> uh, it, it meant, it meant the world to me and it actually gave me a little extra boost of energy to, to continue what we were doing. That's, that's great. That's, that's so cool. That's really awesome. That's a down to earth guy. That's, that's nice. I always see, I saw him recently on like ESPN before a game, he was just shooting hoops out there with headphones on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, and so, last question, um, you know, what – do you have a favorite football team that you follow? Yeah, uh, of course, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you're an Eagles fan. Oh, man, you're an Eagles fan living in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, hey, the most beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, it's got <laughs> – oh, man. This has been a tight race between, with you guys. Oh, yeah. It's, it's tough. Let's see. Hopefully something goes well for you guys and it works out for you. Yeah, this year, you know, it's uh, uh, not not too good. 
but you know when we won the Super Bowl two years ago, you know we we kind of you know flaunted ourselves around Dallas. So uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And now, are you a Wentz guy or, or are you a Foles guy? Uh, definitely Foles. I'm, I'm upset that he left. Well, not that he left, but that the team didn't want him. Uh, but you know that's just the way the business goes, and uh, hopefully Wentz can bring us back to the promised land. But uh, hopefully somebody uh, calls Foles agent and uh, give them a lot of money to come back. <laughs> yeah, it seems to always play well for you guys, and when he whenever he's there. Definitely, definitely. Oh, that, this is this has been great, Mason. I really appreciate your time out of your day and uh, coming onto my show and talking about um, you know your career and being an owner of the Dallas Heat. It was really. Really insightful, and I'm going to be a, I'm a big Dallas Heat fan and rooting for you guys, and I'm going to have to get my gear now. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. And I appreciate you uh, having me on here, Jeff, and uh, uh, more blessings to you and uh, the future podcast. And uh, if everybody could, go follow us on all social media um, at the Dallas Heat. And uh, look for us actually in uh, Matero, Spain uh, in May. We'll May? be there as well. Will you be there yes, as well, too? Yes, sir. That's all. And who are you going to be playing out there? Uh, it'll be a bunch of different teams. Uh, it, it's usually a preseason EBA tournament. Uh, last year, uh, we went up against uh, Matero Park, uh, Bowit, uh, which is a really good team out there. Great fans, great atmosphere. Uh, we also had a team come from Japan, uh, Germany, and uh, we had another uh, – Team. I can't think of the name. Uh, it was another team from Spain. But, uh, yeah, it was a, a great turnout. And this year uh, it should be uh, double the excitement. Nice. That's awesome. That's good. That's, that's, that's really cool. I'm going to have to check that out too now. Oh, most definitely. I, would, I wouldn't want you to miss it. <laughs> no, I definitely – I'm not going to – trust me, I'm not going to miss too many games. Whenever you come on my show, I'm a big fan of, of whoever comes on my show, and I, I root for them in life and for – and every every success that they deserve. Oh, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm rooting for you guys this year, and if I'm down in Dallas, we'll have to we'll have to catch up because I, I think I'll be coming down there pretty soon. Okay, perfect. Hey, definitely. You know, hey, just give me a call or shoot a text. You know how to get in touch with me, and uh, definitely appreciate you having me on. Of course, of course. All right, Mason. You have a good rest of your night, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, Jeff. Take it easy. Right. Bye bye.